Hello, I'm Pastor Michael Shannon with Identity Church in Deltona, Florida. We're glad that you made a decision to watch the service today. Please stay tuned after the service for more information about Identity Church. Now let's go ahead and join the service already in progress. All right, uh, got a couple of scriptures I want to start off with and then and then get into um, what I believe the Lord has for you. Uh, Isaiah 31.1 says, uh, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help but rely on horses and chariots because they're many, and in horsemen because they're very strong, but they do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. And then in verse 4 it says, For thus says the Lord to me, As the lion or the young lion growls over his prey, against which a band of shepherds is called out. He will not be terrified at their voice, nor disturbed at their noise. So will the Lord of hosts come down to wage war on Mount Zion and on its hills. And so get, let me give you the picture. God is saying through the prophet Isaiah, he's saying, hey, look, um, you're all looking to natural things to solve your problems. But here's, here's the deal. When a, when a lion has a lamb killed and is licking his chops over the lamb, he doesn't pay attention to the shepherds. My question is, why are the shepherds not striking fear in the lion? And the answer to that is because the shepherds are not lions themselves. They have chosen to relegate themselves something less than a lion. And there's a lion anointing that's rising up on the inside of those who would be shepherds that they will strike terror in, in the one who calls himself a lion, but is not a lion, and is standing over the sheep. There's a, a I, I use the word proliferation. Proliferation is, or you, you, that you, you are proliferous. There's an anointing that's coming on you to proliferate, to increase in number. And, and, and I, I, I see... Um, that it's just the next season that's going to come on you. It's not a, uh, it's not five sets of things that you have to do. It's not a to-do list. It's not a new program. It's not any of that. It's just going to come on you. There's going to be an increasing of the fatherly and the motherly anointing that's on the inside of each one of you, and it's going to be very attractive because the, because the Lord is moving. Um, in the kingdom, and that and that kingdom movement is a kingdom movement in a family. Charlie and I were talking either this morning or last night about uh, you know Jack's anointing and, and what he's doing with the sons and all of that. And and the Lord was very clear. He said, "Do not allow that to fall to the ground." He said, "Because there is um, there is a Jack had this amazing ability to be a father who created fathers. Look what he did in this man." How many of you here look to him as a spiritual father? Just throw your hand up and wave it around at me. Come on, somebody. And, and, and the amazing thing about Charlie is that he probably has as many or more sons and daughters out there than what he has in here uh, because he understands the kingdom of God and he understands that God isn't just moving in the mountain of the church, but he's moving on the other six mountains as well. Are you with me? And that, that we have to equip the believers for works of ministry, not just within the house of God. That is crucial for us to get and understand. We are absolutely positioned right now to, uh, and, and it's not make business models as if they're small church models just placed in business. Business world doesn't need a church model. It needs a business model. It needs business thinkers, but it needs kingdom business thinkers because it's only those who operate in the kingdom that can cause real increase on the earth. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Lord said to me the other week, 
Uh, he talked to me about the spirit of the age. And I said, well, God, what, what exactly is that? I've heard that term before, but I, I don't know exactly what that is. And he said, it, it's not one particular demonic personality. It is, it is, it is a conference. It is a, a cohesion. It is a, uh, uh, it, it is a, a, a movement in the demonic realm to negatively affect the effect of the kingdom. Well, that, that makes sense. If, if I'm in opposition to the kingdom of God, then I'm going to do what it takes to come into opposition and, and stifle the movement that I'm against. Are you with me? I mean, the kingdom of God is the threat to removing from the earth all darkness, correct? Of the increase of His government, of His kingdom, there shall be no end, right? So as the kingdom increases on the earth, Darkness is dispelled, or said another way, as light comes, then darkness has to go, because darkness does not have a solution to light. It, there is no darkness powerful enough. Darkness has no strength. It has no answer to light. So whatever light we release on the earth, and, and, and may I say that the church is responsible for our earth being intact and there being a measure of the kingdom of God on the earth. Make no mistake about that. We have done many things right. And the Lord is pleased to a large extent with what we've been doing over the last centuries and the last millennium. But I said, Lord, okay, so what about this spirit of the age? And he said, the spirit of the age is a set of ideas, beliefs, and aims that is typical in a people in a particular period of history those ideas, beliefs, and aims are generated by darkness to exploit those in the kingdom of God in a particular season. In other words, ha have you noticed that there is a, a, a thinking on the earth uh, in this last season that we've not seen before? Not to the, not to the degree that we've seen. Would you agree with that? Uh, the, the homosexual... Um, transgender, the LGBTQ thinking has been um, uh, influencing the earth on a degree that we have never seen before. And, I, and I'm sorry, I don't know what your position is on, on all that, but, but I, I don't care what your position is. I care what God's position is. And God hasn't moved. He hasn't changed. And He's not going to. Not, it doesn't matter how many signs are carried or how many people protest that's just the way it is. So rather than try to get God and, and His followers to come in alignment, we, we have to be a people that, that cause the influence of the kingdom of God to be released on the earth so they come into alignment with God. Are, are you with me? Look, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. But I always ask the questions to the Lord, like why is the spirit of the age... Why does it have so much influence in different periods of time? Because this isn't new. The spirit of the age used something else before for the next generation. Are you with me? I mean, and if you look at every generation, there was an influence of darkness that marked that generation. There was a movement of God that marked the generation, but there was also a movement of darkness. And my question to God was, why was that permitted? Why didn't the church have the solution? 
And he took me to 2 Corinthians 10 and talked about you know, the weapons of our warfare. They're not, they're not carnal. They're not of the flesh. But they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus, and when your obedience is complete, ready to punish all disobedience, right? We know that scripture. We use that scripture a lot. We preach on that scripture. We're, we're people of spiritual warfare. We understand that. And I said, okay, God, that, 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 is, that is how we do this, but, but where, where have we missed it? What, what have we missed? That's what I want to know, because I'm doing what I know to do. As far as I know, Charlie's doing what he knows. You're doing what you know. Hudson's doing what he knows to do. You know, you're doing what you know to do. Now, you just found out something else. That may adjust a little bit what you know to do. You're going to go back and dig some wells. Is that true? You didn't know that before. Or maybe you did, and this is just confirmation. But I'm always asking, Lord, show, show me what I don't know. I want to know what I don't know. And he said to me, he said, it's very simple. He said, first, I, I need to tell you, I'm very pleased with what the church has done and accomplished. You all hear me on this? Say, say this, say, the Lord is very pleased. He's very pleased with me. Yeah. But there's some adjustment that needs to take place. Okay? There, there were three areas that God said that caused our inability to deal with the spirit of the age. Number one, is a lack of pursuing Him. Number two is ignoring the Lord through busyness. Number three is you hear the Lord, but don't do it. As in like James 1.22, prove yourselves doers of the Word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. James is actually saying you're delusional if you hear God and don't do it. Because you're, you're holding yourself up as, as one who is of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of power and authority. We would agree with that, right? But if we're not walking in power and authority, then we're denying the very thing we're supposed to be of. That permits mockery of darkness toward us. So, so I said, okay, Lord, I, I get it. Okay, we, we, we have had, and again, the Lord said so much. We get like a 98% grade. The problem is that... That 98% sounds really good, unless you're talking about arsenic. If there's only 2% arsenic in your drink, how many of you know that's not good? That can be deadly. Are you with me? Does that make sense? And so the Lord said, look, I'm wanting to make some adjustment. And I said, so okay, so why, why are we, do we have difficulty pursuing you? Do we ignore you through busyness? Why are there times that we hear you but don't do what you say? And he said, because there's no grace for those particular things. You have grace in many, 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 98% of the things you're doing right now, you have the grace to do. But there are 2% of the things you don't have grace to do. Why is that? Why is there no grace? That's what I'm asking God. And God said, well, very clearly, I oppose the proud, but I give grace to the humble. So why is there no grace? Because there's no humility. And there's a subtlety here we've got to be careful of. See, humility is not weakness. It is not insecurity. We mistake humility for that sometimes. But 
But really, humility is, is tremendous power under the right authority. I said, okay. But why is there, why is there no humility? He said, because there's a weakness and an overfocus of self. I, I drove my dad nuts when I was a kid. Because I would ask the question, why, continually. He was reading the Wall Street Journal one time. And I said, Dad, why are you reading that paper? He said, because, you know, I want to read how stocks are doing. I said, oh, why do you do that? He said, well, because we have some stocks. And I said, oh, what are stocks? Well, well they're, they're a piece of a corporation that we can buy and invest in. I said, well, why do you do that? I mean, I just went on for like a half hour. Finally, he said, hey, don't you want to go, like my dad never recommended watching TV. Don't you have some TV you want to watch or something like that, right? So I'm like that. I, I want to ask. I want to know. That's how I learn. Anybody else like that? You learn by asking questions, right? All right. So I said, God, why is there humility? And he said, because of weakness and overfocus of self. And I said, well, why, Lord? This is, this is the root. He says, because your heart connection with me is leaking. I said, but what, why does it leak? He said, because there's infection around heart connection. My dad had leukemia. And it went into a remission for a season, and then it, it finally took his life. But during the last stages of leukemia, they had to pump chemicals and stuff in him. And it, it needed to go right straight in. And so they had this thing right near his heart called a port. Some of you know, you've had loved ones, or maybe you're in the medical field. This port was a direct line right into one of the main arteries or veins near the heart. The whole purpose was this thing, so you could, you could, put, you could inject directly into the heart, and it would go into the bloodstream without, without any other infiltration, without any loss of its purpose. And, but, but here's the interesting thing about, and, and it's kind of like our heart connection with God. That's the kind of connection he wants with us. That he can directly inject into us his thinking. Are you with me? Because it's only his thinking that's going to make an eternal difference on the earth. I mean, people have a lot of good ideas, but it doesn't. It creates a transfer of resources on the earth. But there's only one thing that brings something, brings increase on the earth, and that's when the kingdom comes to the earth. And the way that that occurs is when our heart is connected to God's heart, and his love is flowing to us and through us. And here's the thing about the love of God. It contains everything. There isn't anything. It, it contains defense. It contains provision. It contains identity. It contains everything we need. The love of God is the end all, be all, do all. Without love, it's impossible to please God. Are you with me? And so our heart connection is so crucial and the thing about my dad when he had this port is you, you had to be very careful with this port. It was, it, you, you had to be very intentional about that port that was into his heart. Every day, mom had to take and take like cotton swabs and take, I think it was alcohol or something like that. And she had to go around very carefully, not to tear it, not to loosen it, but be very intentional about that heart connection and she would take and, and swab that, and she would clean it with another solution. And she would take very sterile tape, very careful not to touch the tape with her hands, 
because sometimes, see, there's a difference between what's on your hands and what goes in your heart, okay? I mean, we, we, have, to, we have to put our hands on things at times that's got a lot of dust on them, right? And God doesn't want the dust of the earth going into our heart. That's why he wants a direct line connection from heaven to earth. Are you with me? And so, so look, that heart connection, all, all you have to do to, 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 to damage the person is just take that port and just, just cause it to leak a little bit. Just allow a little bit of infection around that port. What's interesting is that infection will immediately go into the bloodstream and can cause a person to die very quickly. What's meant to cause that person to have tremendous life can actually be the thing that kills them if it's not tended to carefully. Come on, somebody. I mean, listen, there are people that, that, that were great men and women of God. Some of them your pastor has had to minister to. And because they, they were leaking, there were some things in their life that God said, okay, where you're walking now, you can't have that. That can't be part of your life. And Charlie went to them and said, hey, man, that thing there, okay, God, God hasn't dealt with you, but I'm telling you, you're in the last moments, and you better get that thing right. Because, see, the heart connection was leaking, and there was infection around the heart connection. And God, because here's the deal. If, if your purpose on the earth becomes more destructive then if God would take you and remove you and bring you into heaven, he'll do that very thing. He's not afraid, and, and we call that judgment. That's mercy. That's love. And, and, and so, so, I mean, you've heard, you've heard Charlie talk about these things where he's, he's had to deal with people that have had that kind of infection going on in their heart and told them very clearly, that can't happen anymore. God's going to deal with you if that can't happen. And of course, God had to deal with it finally. See, there's really three kinds of judgments. There's the judgment of mercy. That's when God just says, hey, stop that. And, and you stop that. You listen. You listen. You're not being a teenager. You listen to God, right? right? Then there's the judgment of righteousness. That's when, when God says, hey, stop that. And you go, ah, okay, God, and you keep doing it. And then you get a spanking. Uh, I don't know anybody likes a spanking. If you do, we'll pray for you and cast that out of you. But it's not a good thing, right? Are you with me? But, but then there's final judgment. And that's when it has permanent consequences. There ain't no going back. It could be a loss of a relationship. It could be a loss of life. And listen, what, where, where you all are, where God has positioned you, this is a very unique house. I look at you all kind of like a special forces kind of house. You're not just a run-of-the-mill church, so don't act like it. Don't pretend to be. That's just not who you are. But but there are meant for people who are very powerful people to come in here. You should know this because you're one of them. But you're meant to come in here and get healed up, get under a true father and mother anointing, and get into the place where you start functioning and flowing in the kingdom where you become powerful and start becoming that father and mother God called you to be, that's the thing that's about to fall on you. Come on, baby. 
All right, so, so listen, here's what I... The extent that you allow your heart connection with God to leak is the extent that the spirit of the age will leak its influence upon the earth. Let me hear you. The extent that you allow your heart connection with God to leak is the extent that the spirit of the age can diminish or limit your power on the earth. That's actually not a true statement. Actually, it is you limit your power on the earth because your heart connection is leaking. In other words, you don't listen to God about that thing. You listen to him about every other. Reading the Bible, you're on it. Praying and interceding, you're on it. Prophesying, you're on it, baby. Going to work every day, you're on it. But when it comes to your kids, I got a little leak going on here. And because I'm intentional with that particular thing, what the enemy does, he will take what we permitted in this season and weaponize it against us and the earth in the next season. I said, Lord, I, okay, I get it. We didn't pay close enough attention to what was being talked about in the last generation, in the last season. Are you with me? And, and because of that, it now has great influence. It's been weaponized and being used against us. How many in this room have felt silenced over the last 18 months, two years, something like that? You felt like your voice is just like dried up, like I got nothing to say. I can't, or I'm, I'm not permitted. I have to keep my mouth shut. I feel like I'm going to get killed if I say anything. Are you with me? Look, we, we felt that way. Why? Because what we permitted in the last season, and I'm not talking about you individually, although if it applies, if the shoe fits, right? But I'm talking about the, the body of Christ as a whole. What we've permitted in the last season is now being weaponized against us. And I said, Lord, what do you want to do about that? Because I know you don't want that to exist. I know this isn't just, well... My kids are going to get punished a little bit right now. That's not the heart of God. Anytime we see a great enemy that is highly weaponized against us, it should cause us to take courage. I'll give you just one example. Who am I going to say? David. A powerful enemy that was highly weaponized. And it caused courage to rise up on the inside of him. Why? Because David's heart connection, for the most part, didn't leak. He kept it very close. Where did he develop that heart connection? In the sheep field. He was in the sheep field. He was forming that connection. He was being intentional about that. Just read what he wrote in the Psalms. He was very intentional about his heart connection. He wouldn't let anything touch his heart connection. He said, I hide your word in my heart so that I may not lose my heart connection with you. Because if you lose the heart connection, sin's not far behind. If you lose the instruction of the Lord, if you lose that, that, that communication with God about, look, He wants to alert you about what's coming against you. He wants to tell you about the pit that you could fall into. If you keep that heart connection, if you're intentional, look, you've you got to use a little alcohol every now and then around it. Are you with me? You've got to use some disinfectant. What is the disinfectant? What is the alcohol? What is the thing? that cleans up that connection of the heart. It's called the blood of Jesus. There are just some days that the first thing I do before I talk to the Lord, I, I just start applying the blood to my life because I, feel, I, I can feel a leak. It's not a big leak. It's, it's really small. What, what's, 
what's one little drop of blood that comes out after all? What does that matter, right? I mean, I got all this flow of the love of God flowing through me. What's it matter if just a little bit leaks? But see, it's, it's that little bit, it's that leak that allows the enemy to have access into my life or in the life around me. And I can't deal with the spirit of age adequately because I haven't been intentional or maybe I've been too busy. A great man of God. I'm sorry, one of you probably know who it was, but he said this. He was a man of prayer. And he usually prayed about two hours every morning. He said, I've got an extremely busy day, so instead of praying two hours, I'm going to pray four hours. Now, I don't want to get into the whole works thing. But it is being intentional about making sure this is clean. Because if I have the love of God flowing through me, what else do I need? I've got every answer to every problem. As a matter of fact, problems are no longer problems, but, but they're, they're simply sightings I have of the goodness of God that's about to take place. Every situation, every weakness, every, every struggle, every need that I have is an opportunity for God to flow through you and is he Jehovah Jireh or is he not? The God who provides for all of your needs. How does he do that? He brings from heaven to earth. Come on, somebody. And, and we've got to be intentional about this connection. We, we've got to be intentional about what we allow around this connection. Are you with me? Look, look I, I just want to share a couple stats that might knock your socks off. They certainly did mine. All right? There was a study done, a landmark report of U.S. teens and the media that they access every day. Teenagers access media, whether in school, on the bus, at home, on their cell phones, television, whatever. They have the potential influence of media over nine hours per day. Nine hours per day. That's 3,285 hours per year. Now, if you think about it, the average teen's in church once a, once a week, sometimes less, probably for two hours. That's 104 hours a year. Do the math. Parents are wondering why their kids are not embracing the ideals that they're walking in. Now look, I don't have a problem with with cell phones, I don't have a problem with the internet, I don't have a problem with those kind of things, providing you're very intentional about that heart connection. And folks, we've got to teach our kids how to be intentional about that heart connection. Because it, them just catching it here isn't enough. You as a parent have to be intentional about, about how you communicate we have, we have talks around the dinner table a lot about what's going on in their hearts. See, what we're permitting now will be a weapon in the next season. And that was my next question to the Lord. Because I said to the Lord, I said, how do we deal with what's going on right now? He said, I, I don't want you to worry about that so much because it's going to run its course. But what are we permitting right now that will be weaponized in the next generation? What, what do we need alerted to now? 
And that's the question you need to ask the Lord. Where, where am I not being careful? Isn't that what God said, Deuteronomy 28? He said, if you carefully, diligently obey the Lord. If you do that, then you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. Well, if, if, if you're the tail and not the head, if you're beneath and not above, then what do we need to point to? That we weren't careful, we weren't diligent. It's not rocket science. God gives us the solution. There it is. Okay, God, he's not talking about praying more. He's not talking about more effort. You, don't, you, you are not needed to put in more effort. You need to be more careful, more intentional, more diligent. All right, so look. Apply the disinfectant around the heart connection. Where is the heart connection pulled loose? Where is it leaking right now? Do you have that continual flow where all the solutions of God are unfolding in front of you and every problem that you face, he's speaking to you about those problems. The things that you've gone through, oh, by the way, another source of infection around the heart is disappointment. When I thought God was going to do something this way and he didn't do it that way, my, my question to you is, did that cause you to draw near to him so that you would find out why it happened that way or you just get ticked off at God? And just say, well, I'm not going to trust you in that. I can't hear you in that. He said, my sheep know my voice. No, Gnosko, are intimate to my voice. Of course you hear his voice. And of course you hear it well. You say, but I can miss God. I'm fallible. Well, sure you can. But there's this thing called Holy Spirit that is a whole lot bigger than your ability to hear or not hear. And he's very good at correcting what it is you did or didn't hear. And on top of that, he's got a whole family around you. Unless, of course, you don't want to access the family around you and make yourself accountable to that family. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. <sighs> okay, Holy Spirit. So how do we combat the spirit of the age? How do we deal with this thing that's out there? We have to recognize where we have a partial pursuit. Isn't that what Jesus told us? So he, he lays out the constitution, the declaration of the kingdom, and the constitution of the kingdom in Matthew um, 5, 6, and 7. 4, 5, and 6. 4, 5, and 6. 5, 6, and 7. Yeah. He, he, lays, he lays out the actual constitution of the kingdom of God. How this thing functions. How we're to operate in it. And in the middle of that, he places this scripture. It's 633 in Matthew that says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else is added. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness, we, we tend to put on Jesus, but here's the thing. Jesus puts his righteousness on us. And, and, and righteousness is the condition that's acceptable to God that we're to walk in. And any place we're not walking in that condition, it's an affront to who he made us to be. So he wants to bring adjustment. Not spanking. Just because somebody's reaching for you doesn't mean they're going to spank you. I realize you've been through some stuff. But I'm telling you, you've got, you got God reaching for you, and we're wincing and pulling back away from God because we think a spanking's coming because that's what some mean old preacher told us. Come on, you with me? 
What happened? Do you want me? Am I done preaching? Oh, okay. All right. I am done preaching. I'm done. Now there's an echo, echo, echo. All right. So look, it's it's very simple. We just need to tend to our heart connection right now. You're my family. I love you all. I mean, I, I, I genuinely, I was excited to be here. Not because I got to preach, but because I got to see your faces. And read, too. I love read. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Oh, you won't get a prophetic word. It's going to be private. It's like that. <laughs> no, man, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, hey, do me a favor. Stand up with me, if you will. Just, just, just here, I want you to take your hand, and I want you to put it on your heart like this. Like this. Hey, listen, I, I, I believe that everyone in this room knows the love of God. You, you know it. You felt it. It's flowed through you. He is so pleased with you. Please do not hear this as a critical word. This is, this is not about you don't have a heart connection. It's, it's just, it, it leaks at times. And, and for where it leaks, that's, that's where you end up with some difficulty, some stuff going on in your life like you don't have answers to. And the problem is if you don't, if you don't seek explanation from the Lord, you're not going to get good answers. Or worse yet, you're going to get someone else's answers that are going to just create more confusion and difficulty in your life because you've been going to your friends or, um, you know, someone who just isn't giving you the godly counsel you need to bring solution to this problem. Are you with me? And so, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I just ask that you would show each one, just say, show me, Lord, how to tend to my heart connection. Because I want to deal with the spirit of the age. That that's coming against me, my family, my community, my house, that's, that's causing us not to be able to function at our peak capacity in the kingdom. And so, Father, I just ask you, show them, applying the blood of Jesus around that connection, the mercy and the humility of God. See, if we have a right heart connection, then humility is easy. And if I have humility, then I get grace. And if I have grace, then I, I pursue him. If I get grace, then I have everything I need. I, I continue pursuit. I'm careful and diligent. I hear what you say and I do it when there's grace. And so, Father, I, I know what's coming for this house. They're in a very healthy place right now. But, Lord, you brought them health, not just so they can be healthy and play on the playground, although you like to play with them on the playground, but there's some work to be done too. And you're going to cause them to be proliferous and proliferate. You're releasing into them a season of, of tremendous growth as fathers and mothers, reaching out with the kingdom, and as their heart connection is right, as they've dealt with all the, the disobedience of darkness, then it's time for when their obedience is complete, 
for them to be able to radically deal with all disobedience. Yeah. And here's, here's the last thing I'll just share with you. In the same way that God connected his heart to yours, when, when you have a right heart connection, when your heart connection is sealed, when it's a perfect seal, it starts to grow tentacles. And then it begins to reach out to find ones to love that aren't being loved right now. Because the love of God is infectious. And, and, and I'm telling you, some of you have been frustrated because you haven't seen the people coming into the kingdom like you like. You call yourself an evangelist. Listen, I'm telling you, God's sealing up the heart connection, and this thing's going to start growing tentacles. And the love of God is going to be going out. And listen, it's the love of God that conquers all that garbage. I was in India, and, and all God would let me preach on was the love of God. I'm telling you, I never saw more miracles in all my life. And all I preached, I didn't preach on miracles. I preached on the love of God. And I'm telling you, people were set free from demons. Thousands of people came to Jesus. It was the most amazing thing. And all we preached on was the love of God, because the love of God is the end-all, be-all. It's what is necessary. It's the missing ingredient to the lost world. Are you with me? And so put your hand back on your heart for just another second. So, Father, I bless them because they have been faithful. And you brought them to this place where you're about to cause them to be proliferous and increase not, not who others are, not increase who their favorite preacher is or increase who their favorite worshiper is, but you'll cause them to reproduce them because that's who they are and that's what they have. And when you try to reproduce something that you don't have, it's called a counterfeit. And so, Father, I remove that counterfeiting in Jesus' name, and I release a genuine anointing to reproduce in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Someone give God a hand clap right now. All right. Thank you for watching. For more information about Identity Church, visit us at identitychurch.net. Or come visit us on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m., 777 Deltona Boulevard, Deltona, Florida. God bless.